You're listening to The Marn Report. Well, hey, hey, Fort Stewart, Hunter Army Airfield, Molly here. And? It's Kevin, and it's late. <laughs> it is late, and we are here with your latest edition of The Marn Report, and this one is a little bit special because we are sitting in the Emergency Operations Center on Fort Stewart. It is currently 11.09 p.m., and we are here with our friend, Bo Bradley from the Directorate of Plans, Training, Mobilization, and Security. How are you, Bo? Hey, Molly. How are you? <laughs> Doing all right for such a late night. Yeah, it's been a long couple days. But hey, I got a question because obviously we're here. It's super late at night. We are weathering Hurricane Ian in the EOC. Um, can you tell me a little bit, first of all, about why we're even here right now? Well, uh, the garrison commander decided to activate the Fort Stewart Emergency Operations Center to monitor Hurricane Ian because uh, it started getting uh, large very quick and it turned into a Category 4. So with the projected path, he wanted to activate 24-hour operations to monitor it and to make sure both Fort Stewart and Hunter Army Airfield remain safe. Now tell me, how on earth did Bo Bradley get in to DPTMS and, and, and working in the EOC at 11 p.m. at night? Well, uh, I've been a part of the garrison for quite some time, but in 2020 during COVID, I had a career opportunity come uh, forward and I decided to apply for this position and it's the Emergency Contingency Planning Officer for DPTMS. So uh, yeah, part of my responsibilities, uh, I'm the Hurricane Action Officer and I've developed a lot of hurricane tabletops. I've had some good partnerships with Mr. Tony Flieger who assisted me throughout my uh, two years here and we just try to better prepare the installation, whether it's in exercises, tabletops, or just networking with our local emergency managers in the surrounding communities. That's very cool, Bo. I mean, to have this career change coming into coming into planning for events like this that we're experiencing real world right now, I mean, how often do we do these kinds of 24-hour operations? I mean, when was the first time you, Bo Bradley, did a 24-hour op like this for this kind of an event? Well, uh, as a soldier, a lot of time uh, working in the field on exercises in real-world type of events in Iraq. But um, I think it was 2014 when we had the tornado here at Fort Stewart. I was with another directorate, but we went into operations uh, for about two days, if memory recalls. And then other hurricane uh, opportunities um, during recovery with the other directorate, but now here, um, this is the first time since uh, 2019 that we've been in 24-hour operations. So yeah, I mean, you mentioned it, tornadoes. Tornadoes are the ones you can't predict. Hurricanes are the ones you see coming. So for 24-hour operations like we're in right now, we've been in it a little bit longer. We're gonna be in it a little bit after it's gone. I mean, there's a rhyme and a reason for what we do when it comes to 24-hour operations, to planning for emergencies. I mean, why do we plan? Why do we have to plan for emergencies? Well, just like uh, being a soldier, our garrison with our first responders, our law enforcement professionals, our firefighters, our medical professionals, we have to train all the time and uh, we're here now. So all of the exercises that we've done previously and all the plan re plans reviews uh, we're putting it to effect tonight and uh, you know that's why we do these training that's why our law enforcement officers train that's why our firefighters train and 
You know, if you're thinking that you're going to go into a career field like this and just sit behind the desk for eight hours and shuffle paperwork, it, it, real world opportunities come and we had no idea that Ian was going to come this way, but it is the peak part of hurricane season, so uh, it's not unnormal and, you know, we're coming to the end of National Preparedness Month and luckily this garrison's uh, probably, well, no, the garrison is ready and probably the best garrison I've ever been a part of. Yeah, I second that. I definitely second that. So in the EOC, I mean, there's a reason why we all, you know, gather here and there's several different directorates that gather in the EOC, um, you know, truly to combine forces to make sure that everyone on Fort Stewart and Hunter Army Airfield is safe and informed. Can you tell me a little bit about some of the agencies that are here in the EOC with us and the reason behind them being here? Well, um, we've got three levels of EOC operations, uh, and because of uh, the path of Ian, uh, the garrison commander activated what is called a level two. So a level two EOC is a smaller operation, and currently we have DPTMS, we have DPW, public affairs, and our DES personnel in here, and we're just monitoring uh, the storm in case uh, it takes a turn. Uh, DES is monitoring the roads, DPW is monitoring the electrical grid, DPTMS is watching uh, her evac system and in contact with the SWO, so if anything changes, we'll get on the horn and uh, we'll contact the garrison leadership and we'll go from there. So you, you, we're at a lower level of activation because the storm isn't quite as threatening. What would a full-scale activation look like for the Emergency Operations Center? A full-scale a full EOC activation would have all the major directorates here at uh, Fort Stewart to include such stakeholders as RMO, the staff judge advocate, uh, the chaplain, ACS, DFMWR, and this is just a central hub for any type of activity and to keep the garrison commander informed of any changes. If it was to take a different type of change and impact Fort Stewart uh, after we would go through the event, then we would transition into recovery operations, which would consist of, you know, DES, fire, law enforcement, emergency services, engineers, DPW, etc. So the work is the work is not done and it won't be done for another couple days. So you're anticipating possibly, I mean, Ian, fortunately for us, doesn't look very threatening. I mean, we're, we're going to have impacts, wind, rain, flash flooding. There's been some debris on the roads already, small debris. I saw some driving here when I came onto my night shift, which we've still got a couple hours ahead of us. But um, the fact that we're in 24-hour operations, watching the storm come, we're still going to have to do on the back end after the storm leaves. Yes. We're going to have to do stuff, which, unlike a tornado, we don't know it's coming. We see it. We sound the alarm. And then we go into 24-hour ops. We're, like, instantly in recovery. So here in this hurricane, like, we're, we're on both ends. It's like bookends, right? Right. We, we don't know with the projected path. We really don't think we're going to have a lot of impacts but it could happen but uh, as it starts pushing through you're going to start seeing the weather improve just a little bit and then the garrison commander will be given what we call a common operating picture and then uh, he'll make uh, further decisions on uh, the way ahead for the next 24 48 hours and hunter army airfield also has an eoc that we work with directly correct they do but uh, hunter army airfield is called an operation center 
There is one EOC, and that's building 1237 McFarland Avenue, which we are currently in. Cool. Um, yeah, I just want to make sure that every, everybody knows. I mean, it's, it's truly uh, a one-team effort that we are working together here on Fort Stewart, and we've got teams working together on Hunter Army Airfield. Um, if you guys, just to paint a picture of this room that we're sitting in right now, it's a bunch of cubbies with computer screens we've got tvs on um there is the the video conferencing happening where we can actually look and see um, the personnel at hunter army airfield that we are communicating with just to make sure that everybody is on the same page communicating the same messages um and you know really truly making sure that we're keeping everyone safe in the area um you know, I have to tell you, this is quite the experience for me to be in the EOC. It's pretty new for me as well. And I, I will say that it's a pretty cool thing to be able to sit behind the scenes and see um, the sausage being made, I guess, you know, if you want to call it that. Um, but, Bo, do you have anything else that you would like to add? So I just wish that uh, everyone follow the U.S. Army Garrison social media platforms for the most up-to-date information. Uh, have the confidence in the leadership because, like I said before, uh, we train for a reason, we're ready, and uh, what a way to end National Preparedness Month, guys. <laughs> absolutely, Bo, absolutely. What a way to end it with an actual event, and rumor has it, actually it wasn't a rumor because we let the folks know, there was supposed to be an exercise this week, which yes. got canceled because of real world, so yes. in the end, we got to practice our systems anyway. Yeah, that is just, I mean, wild. <laughs> it's wild. Well, hey, Bo, thank you so much You're for welcome, being guys. on the podcast with yes, us this evening. Uh, couldn't think of a better guy to, to spend our late night with in the EOC. Uh, thank you so much for everything that you and your team does. And, you know, we, we thank everyone who is sitting in this room because um, truly it, it is a pretty remarkable effort that we've got going on here. Um, and that is it for this week's edition of the Marn Report podcast. Thank you all so much for listening. This is Molly. And Kevin. And we are signing off. See you on the flip side. Hashtag PAO rocks. Are you looking for more places to get your news? Subscribe to the Fort Stewart Hunter Army Airfield YouTube channel. As we add to this platform throughout the year, users will have access to installation tours, news updates, and plenty of motivating videos featuring 3ID soldiers and more. Visit youtube.com and search Fort Stewart Hunter Army Airfield.